Hello, and welcome back to the Mom Boss Pod, where we are open about it all raw motherhood, realistic business growth strategies, and mastering marketing as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Helen, and I am with you today with Paige Griffith, who is the founder of The Legal Page, a virtual legal educational platform working with small businesses. I actually found Paige years ago when I was like diving into the nitty gritty of starting a business and the legality behind it. What's really cool is she has her guest interview in VA bootcamp. So um, she gives us so many details on like the legal side of starting a business. Today, we're going to have a little more fun with our conversation and not so much on like the educational side. You guys can watch that in the bootcamp. But um, just to give her like a proper intro, she is a certified lawyer. She holds a double BA in economics and political science. Um, And after working as a federal law clerk, Paige traded in the traditional law life for a virtual one, which we all love, (laughs) and opened the doors to legal page in 2018. She helps her clients and online community run legal and protected businesses through her contract shop, which I have utilized so much, her podcast, which is always a great lesson, YouTube channel and blog. And her mission is to create an online space where the law isn't so scary and entrepreneurs can get legally legit in no time. Law aside, Paige is a Montana mom who loves hiking, lake time, and I relate to her so much because I feel like our lifestyles are really similar in like... I'm in Oregon. She's in Montana. A lot of similar outdoorsy types of things that we love to do. Um, and our sons are actually like days apart, right? What What's your son's birthday? October 27th. Yeah. So Booker's October 10th. So they're <laughs> just like two weeks apart. So it's been fun. Um, I have been following along with her on Instagram for so long and we were pregnant at the same time. And um, it was just, yeah, just been such a great like legal resource for me and everyone who's taken my boot camps. We appreciate that. But if you can give a little introduction like to yourself as to who you are outside of all the legal things um, and just kind of like what your life looks like now as a mom this past year. Yeah, you gave such a good introduction though. Oh, so thank you. <laughs> it was very, very, yeah, thorough. Um, yeah, I, I was born and raised here in Montana. I'm a true Montana, not a transplant. Always try to say that because I feel like Montana is really trendy right now. Um, yes. It's been trendy for a while, just FYI, uh, you know, past 30 years that I've been here. Um, <laughs> great place to live. My husband and I live here. Um, my parents live here. I'm the youngest of four kids. Most of them live in Montana. We have one outside um, just in Idaho, actually. So still pack Northwest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I recently became a mom in 2021 in October 2021, like Helen. Yeah. Um, and it was really fun. We were, you know, on social media back and forth, just like virtual entrepreneur, new mom friends, which was fun to have that journey with. I feel like I have a little pact of all of us who were um <laughs> had a similar, you know, due date uh in the end, like quarter yes. four of 2021. We all like still talk, which is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, to be very frank with you, that's a really good entrepreneur introduction. It's been a massive transition since mm-hmm. my son was born. I knew it going into it, but now, you know, almost 18 months later, it's really kind of starting to feel like the new normal. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get there. So I'm very excited to dive into this as well, because I always talk about legal stuff on topics. Mm-hmm or on legal topics on podcasts. And 
it's fun to just be a little bit more me and what I'm interested in and like why I do what I do. We have a pretty massive team now compared to where I was at before. Mm -hmm. You know, we have eight to 10 um, employees and contractors on at all times. And the business is just still moving and shaking, but at the same time, like my personal life is moving and shaking. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's such a busy like season for young moms, like to be running a business. And a lot of like listeners are oftentimes like moms first, and then they decide to start and like become an entrepreneur because they have a kid now and they're like, I don't want to go back to working in an office, but you actually did it first. Um, And so it's always like, that was like your first baby was like your business, you know? And so how has everything like played out with childcare and just like the balance of it all and trying to like find time where you feel like you're, you know, being mom enough, but like also your business is still running and needing you. So how does that all look like for you on like a day to day? Yeah. I mean, we're all so much different, right? Like everyone has their own path to entre- mompreneur world yes. and what that looks like. I'm glad you mentioned that it was kind of flip side for me because my journey is going to be much different than people who were or are moms first and are trying to become entrepreneurs. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to go back to work. My frame of mind was I was already running a company, um, you know, seven figure company that I needed to maintain when, it, cause I have employees and I have a team yeah. and like, I've got people's payroll and, um, mm. I'm also the sole provider of my household. And so for me, like that was really, Im- and, and working is very important to me as well. Like I want to be a good mom, but being a good mom to me is also f- being able to work outside the household and make sure that I'm still filling that cup up. Um, mm-hmm. so, Yeah. I mean, that's just been a transition in general right after I had Vaughn. Um, I mean, it's terrible to say, but I didn't really even take a maternity leave. His birthday kind of lined up with a massive launch that we had. And so basically (laughs) I had like seven days off and I was like still recovering and like on my phone boxering with my team. And like, then Mm -hmm. we had a launch, but then I had maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So it it just like everyone listening is like, yeah, like it just looks different for everyone. Things aren't as traditional when you're an entrepreneur. Um, childcare wise, we did decide, um, as a family that my husband would stay home and take care Mm -hmm. of, um, Vaughn. And that has worked out really well for us, but I also have learned that he needs his time as well. And so Mm -hmm. we have found like additional childcare just on a couple days of the week, um, with family and, you know, that really helps him have a little bit of a break as well, because I understand that even if I'm home all day long, like I would need a break too Mm -hmm. to like be a better parent. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's what it looks like right now. I feel like every day it kind of changes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, some days it's just, I, I need to stay home. Like that's my number one priority. Some days like this morning, I needed to get up really early and leave the house by 730, which doesn't usually happen, but then I'll be home by like 230. Yeah. Um, so that's a beauty of being an entrepreneur. And then the last thing I wanted to say, and we can, you you can talk about any of those topics with me Totally. is I was listening to a podcast this morning. I can't remember which one it was when I was getting ready. I always do. Um, and they were saying it's really cool now because a kind of silver, so used 
to our family life being so well integrated with our work life that it's no longer like a faux pas to have your kid on the back of your Zoom call or Mm -hmm. to be answering, you know, a call in the soccer pickup line. Like there's, it's so cool to hear that because I think it gives all moms, no matter where your journey is, if you're not even like into entrepreneurship yet and you're excited about it, a level of kind of like breathing room and you can relax a little bit that the world is so much more open to it now. Yes. I completely agree with that too. And I think also it's just like as an entrepreneur and, you know, specifically as a virtual assistant, you can pick and choose the types of clients that you work with. And I, in half my client meetings, have my kids running around in the background. You know, it's like not a big deal for like Emery to come up and interrupt me or like Booker to be like making noise with the basketball hoop in the background. You know, it's like, there is not like this, of course, there's certain calls where I'm like, I will do those on childcare days because I know it's really, you know, a big content planning meeting and it's important, but like weekly check-ins and, um, I don't know, just because a lot of my clients are also moms. So they get it. They're working from home with their kids too, you know? And so I love this like camaraderie that we all have with each other to be like, we're pursuing our passions. And like you said, for a lot of us, like we love working. It's, you know, for some it's a need, but for some it's like, we enjoy it too. And so we want to keep working while we're raising our family. And um, I think there is just, you know, like, I think it really depends on, who you follow along like on social, which is why I feel like it's really important to like unfollow accounts that don't make you feel like you're doing the right thing or, you know, that you're doing it right. Cause there's some accounts that are like stay at home mom and like be the caretaker of the home. And that's all amazing and beautiful if that's what you enjoy, but like, it's also okay to want to have a career, you know? And so I love that you guys have it a little bit like different where you're the sole, you know, provider like financially and you guys are making it work with your family and it's amazing. And, um, you get to grow a business that actually like is doing really amazing things for a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses too. And making like services that wouldn't necessarily be available to like a small startup or like a one, you know, virtual assistant (laughs) to have like the legal side of their business taken care of. So, cause that's actually something a lot of people when they are, you know, DMing me, like, how do I even start? Like, how does this look like? What about the legal side? I'm like, it's not as hard as you think it is. Um, and so I'd love to kind of touch on that briefly too, of just like, what is the legal side of starting a small business, you know, specifically as a virtual assistant or like a graphic designer? Um, and how it's, I mean, it, I think it's pretty easy once you know what you need to do. We are going to take a quick break as I want to tell you all about my money mindset workshop that is now available for you to download and watch at your own convenience and on your own time. So I hosted this workshop because I was recognizing that a lot of us moms and entrepreneurs are honestly starting to feel like we constantly need to be doing more and that it's difficult to generate more income, more clients, more sales. And the thing is, that's very stressful. (laughs) So I wanted to post this workshop to help you reframe your mindset around money and be able to establish a better routine and a better system for yourself and for your business and actually get comfortable with the fact that your wealth is completely up to you. And what I mean by that is 
Wealth looks different for everyone and is defined differently for everyone. And for you, it might look different than it looks for me and that's completely okay. And so throughout this workshop, we discuss like the definition of wealth and how excuses like our time or how much money we need to make actually get in the way of us feeling accomplished and feeling successful and feeling like we're doing enough. And so join me in the workshop. I, at the end, also help you create a specific daily routine that will guide you into a healthier relationship with your money. And I just had a really great time hosting this. So you can learn more about it at the link in the description and let's get back to our interview. Oh yeah. It's so, so easy, especially for virtual assistants. Um, and if you are the sole owner of your business that you want to start, it's simple. I think people overcomplicate things. You can literally just be a sole proprietor. It's okay. Mm -hmm. All of the noise out there about becoming an LLC is it's noise. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get to a place where you know that you have more kind of liabilities, risk, customer base, then of course, you know, look into, becoming an LLC. And I know we talk about this extensively in our Q and a chat in your bootcamp, but for all intensive purposes, most business owners by default are just sole proprietors mm -hmm. because they kind of go from a hobby or a passion into like a side hustle business just to like test the waters and see how it's going. So you don't have to do anything. That's wonderful. Like you don't really need to worry about filing for any business name registrations or any of that right off the bat. I just would tell you, don't worry about it yet. Mm -hmm. Definitely just test the waters and see if this is something that interests you. Um, the number one thing I tell people though, is when you're kind of starting that side hustle or full-blown business, if that's the route that you decide to take, um, you can totally be a sole proprietor. Um, just know that it's an arm and extension of yourself. And so it, you, there are some like asset and liability commingling happening with your personal life, but most people are okay with that because your risk level is so low when you're just starting out, right? We're not like shipping really risky products to people or something <laughs> along those lines, right? Like we're not manufacturing something. There's so many other businesses that have a multitude of additional risks than you mm -hmm. as just a service provider. So that's totally fine. And then I always just say contracts, like get at least your base client contract in place. And then I always tell people your contract journey is really that a journey. Mm -hmm. It's going to ebb and flow and move with your business as you decide to add new offerings, as you decide to like amend something with a client and a project. Um, but just that's all you really need to do. Like startup costs are less than probably a thousand dollars nowadays to get online mm -hmm. and open up your business. As long as you've got the contract, as long as you, I mean, there's multiple literally free ways to get people to si sign an online contract. So, yep. and Helen could tell you all of them. So it's, it's really simple and just don't overcomplicate it. You know, mm -hmm. after six to 12 months, if it's going well, then reassess is what I tell people. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing. It's like, you just have to start, like you have to start somewhere because if you just keep thinking about it and thinking about it, like it's just going to drive you crazy to be like, well, I want to do this, but, or I'm hesitant, you know, because, and it's my like piece of advice is just 
start the damn thing, you know, because (laughs) you learn so much along the way and you grow so much along the way. I didn't have an accountant at first either, but then once I started making money that made sense for an accountant to help with, then I hired an accountant, you know, and it's all those things. It's like just a growth aspect. And, um, yeah, but I will say having a contract in place has saved my butt so many times with just like clients trying to end a contract early or um, trying to like change, you know, the terms of like what services we were doing or like when to reach me or when I'm supposed to be in contact, like just little basics like that you get to set within your contract, which is really cool because you get to like, you have your template that's legally legit, you know, from your contract shop, which is what I use. Um, and then you just get to edit like, you know, the details of this is what I want my business to look like and what my boundaries need to be. And I get to like, um, yeah, just edit the contract and send it over to clients. So I think like it really, it doesn't, I love how you said, don't overcomplicate it because you just have to learn along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it doesn't matter where you're at in your business trajectory too, because contracts are the boundary setters, the expectation setters. They're the thing that people are going to go back to if they're confused or they need guidance on something or what are the business's policies. And especially when you're exchanging money for services, there can be so many what if scenarios. Mm -hmm. And as a new business owner too, I will say like just having the base contract is a great starter, but I'm sure as Helen has experienced too, like, oh, I've had client experiences that now I need to go back and just tweak that little section of my contract because Mm -hmm. I've learned from my past, you know, clientele. And now I want to set this boundary and expectation. Um, so just know like something is better than nothing contract wise. So (laughs) definitely, definitely do that when you are beginning. But again, the LLC stuff, insurance stuff, it's not super necessary for quite some time. If you are solo providing services and the Mm -hmm. services aren't like you know, taxes or legal or risky where you need all of that stuff. Yeah, totally. And it's like, once you start making money in your business, you realize like it's a lot easier for you to now invest back into your business because you're, you know, you have that momentum of like actually bringing in an income and stuff. So the startup of everything is always like a little bit scary, but like it really can be pretty dang simple, which is awesome. Um, I'd love to ask you like a little bit about growing your team just because uh, some of our listeners have had a business now for multiple years, you know, if they took VA bootcamp back in like 2019 or 2020, and they're starting to potentially like need extra people on their team in order to like grow their business. You know, if you don't want to do more work, but you want to make more money, you can bring in an assistant you can start contracting out some of your work as well. Um, even like forming an agency at a certain point in your business, if you want to, like, these are all things like if you want to like expand and grow. So what did that look like for you? Like when you first started on your own and when did you know it was time to hire like your first, second, third employee? And then now like you have, you know, you said eight to 10 of you guys. So Yeah. First is a virtual assistant. So for everyone listening, you're going to be really happy to hear that. (laughs) I tell all of my friends, if you're starting to hire, like start with a contracted virtual assistant, um, you know, dip your toes in the water, figure out what it's like with, figure out what it's like to work with somebody and, um, to garner some services, to take things off your plate. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really helpful for entrepreneurs. And it's the start of delegation. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. uh, and letting go of control. If you can't figure that out early on, you're not going to get good at hiring someone part-time or full-time right. um, or hiring. Yeah. Like associates or, you know, building agencies. So start there and then you really let that person do tasks for you. Don't micromanage. And that will be extremely helpful for you to grow and scale a business quicker than if you're continually in the day-to-day operations. Mm -hmm. I love virtual assistants because they're in the operations lane versus the marketing lane for the most part. Mm -hmm. They're really helping you get your operations on lockdown. Uh, And then either they would become kind of an operations manager or an integrator. um, But that's usually kind of the second big hire for people, right? I'm talking about on top of all the contractors that you may have. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have ad agencies. You're probably going to have copywriters, social media managers, those type of things. Um, But operations lane, I think is where virtual assistants mainly live. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no, you're right. yeah. I was like, that's where all of mine have always lived. Mm-hmm. And then I've had a couple like move into either part-time operations assistant positions, or um, we did just end up hiring straight out of the gate an operations manager to take mm-hmm. over all the customer service and operations for the business. And that's been really important because I think people do it wrong and they flip it and they think that hiring on the marketing side of things, Mm -hmm. higher up on the marketing side of things is where it's at. Yes, that brings money in the door, but it doesn't create retention in your business. And if your operations lane is failing, Mm -hmm. um, the whole business can actually fail. Like marketing can only go so far to get those customers and clients in the door. And if your operations aren't there, then nobody's going to be happy. Um, so then I would say you start building up the blocks of your marketing team um, for anyone who may be interested in that. Of course, mm-hmm. it's either like a marketing director, um, digital marketing manager. Those are usually the words used. Rainmaker is kind of like a new buzzword. Mm-hmm. Um And then, you know, below them are all the doers of the marketing lane. So you need the marketing strategist. And that's where you take this huge step back and you truly are like, just the CEO, just kind of the face of the brand. Or if you're, you know, you aren't the face of the brand, like you're making all those CEO decisions. You are doing all of the touch points that need to happen as the visionary of your business. You are continually visualizing and creating things and conjuring up ideas to move the needle forward. But then you've got your marketing manager to kind of handle that lane with all the doers below and then same with the operations manager. So Mm -hmm. I've really learned that over the past couple of years and that has helped TLP continue to grow in the right way without bringing on too much help, but bringing Mm -hmm. on the right help in the right positions. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great advice, especially like, so it's like music to a VA's ears being yeah. like, you're the first hire that most businesses want to bring on because like you said, practicing the delegation. And then what's really cool and what I've experienced personally, but also like I've seen a lot of VAs experience too, is like, once you get in with a certain business owner, who's on like this trajectory of growing their business, you actually get to grow with them too. And a lot of times, like you said, like you'll turn into an operations manager because now you know the back end of the business. And as that, as the business owner has been growing and scaling, like you've been growing too. And now they know they can trust you. And if you have the right, like personality and excitement for operations, like you can grow into that as well. And so, and 
just all the, you know, terms that you threw out there with like marketing specialists and digital marketing and um, any, you know, type of management and stuff like those are all things too. like we can grow into as you learn and like educate yourself and take courses and certifications in, you know, the online space. It's just like such an amazing thing that like you can start a business from home, start really small, and then it like can scale into so many different avenues. Um, and if you're willing to like learn and grow there, it's like, it literally is like endless to like what you can really do online. So it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And especially for particularly moms who just want to utilize their skill sets, work a little bit now. If you have young kids too, like it's, it's hard to work full time. If you are one of the primary caregivers at home, then, you know, and maybe you only have so much childcare every week. Like I totally get it. There's, there's no way I'd be able to do what I do if I don't have the childcare that I have. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just working with so many part-time moms in the industry, that's what I usually see is they'll start small in skill sets that they really love and kind of foster those skill sets, see what they like to do. And maybe they are a virtual assistant and they'll start out in the operations lane, but then they're given a few marketing tasks and they move over to the marketing lane and then they Mm -hmm. keep moving up. And now they're like fractional CMOs for their top three clients Mm -hmm. and they've let all of the other clients go. And the same thing happens in the operations lane. Like you said, how cool would it be if you just started out, you have, you know, a small little cohort of clients, and then it turns into you end up fractional CM COOing for like two of them mm-hmm. or three of them. And it's still like a part-time three force time gig, but you're in a way higher, you know, capacity role in their business because you've been there since the beginning and you know, the business and you've really learned to figure out where you thrive the best. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I could talk about that all day and for everyone listening, just <laughs> hit me up. If you want to talk about it more, I, I find it fascinating yeah. what women can do. We really can do anything and moms in particular, we can do everything. <laughs> it's so true. And I'm like, if you like put your mind to the fact that like in, in these like baby years, toddler years, you know, like before my kids are in school full time or like, it's not even like necessarily a school thing. It's honestly like an age thing. Like with Emery being four and a half now, she's so much more independent than she was like even six months ago. And I'm like, I can't even imagine when both my kids are like five, six, seven, and I don't have to worry about them like choking on something or falling off like something (laughs) or like the dog get, you know, like all these things. I'm like, when my mind can be a little more clear, like the amount of work I'll be able to do then is like mind blowing, you know? And so I think it's just great. Like if you have that passion of like, I kind of want to get something started, it's okay to start small and work like five, 10 hours a week for a couple of years under a few clients. And what's really cool about the online industry too, is like so much of it is based on like relationships and connections. And the more that you're like the more years that you're in it you get like a little bit of a connection here and maybe like the person that you were in a Facebook group with like three years ago as starting VAs is now working for a really big name and they can help you get your foot in the door with like another big name you know and so I think like just being in the space and allowing yourself to kind of like dip your toes in start working a little bit Um, It doesn't have to be like this fast growth thing either. And you can always stay small if you want to, but like, there's just so much potential online that like, it's, it's so encouraging to see entrepreneurs like yourself who like you work for someone else and you have, you know, a job that you could take and work really anywhere, but like you wanted to do it on your own. So you could create like your own lifestyle around it, which I think is so amazing. Um, 
any other like tips for just maybe how about like, let's talk full-time working moms, because there are a lot of moms listening who work a full-time job and have full-time childcare, regardless of if they want to like start their own business or are looking to like, you know, pivot slightly in their career. Like what did that look like for you to make that jump into entrepreneurship? Like when you first, I mean, obviously it was before you were a mom, but like when you just first, you know, took that, um, risk to a degree, yeah. I mean, it's a huge risk. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I'm not someone who beats around the bush very often. Um, I, I really decided between kind of going the partnership route at a firm, right. Starting mm-hmm. small and then just going, building up the ladder, legal, traditional world. Um, but I, I knew that I had this entrepreneur bug. I was in the photography, like wedding industry world for a good decade. And I wanted to kind of marry those passions into one. Um, you have entrepreneurs are risky at their core. So Mm -hmm. if you don't, if you are very risk averse, then I would say you may want to work for someone (laughs) in the entrepreneur space before you actually become your own boss, because you have to be okay with a lot of kind of liability and risk upon you and like moving and the needle and doing things just differently than your counterparts and your friends around you and your family around you. Like they're always going to ask like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, are you making money? And you (laughs) just have to be okay with the unknown or like the Um, you know, what's going to happen in the future. I don't know. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. Um, so if you don't like that, then again, just, there's a ton of people like that out there. They like to just have a little bit more concrete security and you're probably best suited working for someone, Mm -hmm. but for everyone, especially full-time moms, I mean, I'm just conjecturing here because I wasn't in that position. Like I was in a better position to like kind of do what I wanted to do. Like I didn't have kids at the time. That's when I took the entrepreneurship during the like leap, Mm -hmm. um, from, you know, the W2 world into building my own business. And yeah, I mean, like I barely broke even sometimes I was in the red, but lo and behold, it does work out Mm -hmm. Uh, as long as you have faith and you just keep trying things and you learn from your failures and, everything is supposed to turn out how it's supposed to turn out for those that are like full-time mom or full-time workers right now, they have full-time jobs, but they also are moms and they're looking to take that leap. Um, the very first thing I tell people is to figure out childcare Mm -hmm. because you're never going to be comfortable making a change if you don't have that secure in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I just went through this with a friend of mine as well. Like they were trying to make all of these different moves in their business, um, their kind of side hustle business to try to get it to go full time. But at the end of the day, like she didn't have enough help to give her brain space to be able to make that leap. Mm -hmm. And so once she was able to find childcare, then I think it just, it really helped her be able to compartmentalize the two and one, be a better mom. I mean, we haven't even gotten into that, but how I'm able to like kind of build this day-to-day life that I've wanted for so long as a young mom. Um, and it just looks different now. Like I don't work 
all the time. I don't hustle, but if you're able to be like, my kid is taken care of so mm-hmm. I can work, it makes your work better. Yes, and stronger for sure. and more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's days where you're going to have to juggle all the things, but, um, you know, hopefully they're not glass balls and they're not dropping. You're just going to try to like weigh them, you know, and juggle them appropriately. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I would say working moms understand that childcare is number one because my family's number one. And mm-hmm. I've got to figure that out first before I can do anything as yeah. a business Yeah. I mean, it's such a game changer when you know, like your kids are well cared for, you know, whatever path of childcare you end up doing, like we don't have family in town. So we do a, you know, daycare preschool, but I have friends who have, you know, grandparents in town and my mom takes care of my nephew in San Diego, um, for my brother, like multiple days a week. And there are people who are willing to help. If you're like, I am really excited about this. I really want to start something or I want to make a change. But like, this is obviously, yeah, like you said, the first step is like taking care of your kids and what's that going to look like. So, um, yeah, just so many options and like avenues out there with like, just, you know, the online space. And it's so incredibly amazing to like, know what like moms are capable of once you're like, okay, I'm going to let myself pursue my passion and like what I'm really like interested in, you know? Um, okay. I had to ask you, cause I saw on Instagram, we're like in the midst of, you know, Taylor Swift's concerts and stuff. And, um, you were trying to get tickets. Did you ever get through to get tickets? Oh no, we didn't get through in the queue. Um, we were in the long (laughs) unending queue, just sitting there for hours and hours and hours. It was very annoying. Um, (laughs) one of my friends did get tickets Mm -hmm. in a subsequent, subsequent queue, but the friend and I that wanted to go to a certain Seattle, date um we didn't end up getting them but then she ended up getting that email you've probably heard of them the random email where they like lottery pick someone that was waiting in the queue (gasps) and she's like I feel like it was spam but I don't know it kind of seemed legit and then I just told them we wanted two tickets and we got the tickets and it was very random so we are going I'm very very excited And for all you Swifties out there, I have heard that like when it gets really close to the date, they Mm -hmm. are opening up more tickets because concert venues, you know, like they have a minimum requirement that they need to hold for marketing purposes and, you know, the concert venue purposes and like all of those things. So I have heard it has been a little bit easier to get tickets like Mm -hmm. a day or two before, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not super great for traveling, but if you're in the vicinity, um, hopefully you'll be yeah. able to get them. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. That's going to be so fun. You definitely need to take some good Instagram content for it. I will. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. My friend and I have been Swifties forever. We have never missed a tour. So, oh my gosh. So cool. I know I've, I went to a couple of her concerts, um, in San Diego when, you know, I was in like college and like early after college and stuff, but she's still one of my favorites. Like when she comes on the radio, I'm always like, Emery, this is mom's favorite. Like this is mom's favorite. You know, I have to like ingrain Taylor Swift in her like little four-year-old brain. So she knows who she is, but, um, yay. I'm so excited for you. Well, I'd love to wrap this up with just asking you, like, what do you do to take care of you? Like after a busy work day, after, you know, a long day of mom life, like what's your favorite way to kind of unwind and reset? Ooh, I'm glad you asked this question. I actually, okay. So I do it like midday and then I do it at the end of the day. Oh, okay. I love that. Now that I'm a mom, like my mornings are 
so sacred. Mm -hmm. And so are my after work periods because that time before bedtime and then the time when Vaughn wakes up until I go to work, like everything is about him because I'm Mm -hmm. not going to see him a bunch throughout the day as a full-time, you know, entrepreneur. So I make sure that I give 100% attention during those periods. And then I go to work and I have now since had to rein in my work hours a little bit. And I can't do the like, you know, nine to five grind because otherwise I'm not going to get any personal time to fill my Mm -hmm. own cup up. And moms out there, I give you permission. Like you can take care of you when you have childcare, like it is okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and so sometimes you have to balance like the work hours with going on a walk or going to lunch with a friend. I make sure like I go to a couple workout classes every week. Like that really is something that vibes with me and makes mm-hmm. me feel good. Um, just obviously both physically and mentally. What uh, kind of workouts then- do you enjoy? Ooh, I, well, I like strength classes and mm-hmm. then I like dance fitness classes. I used to okay, be an fine. ULA instructor. You can go look it up, but <laughs> I've, I've danced like my whole life. Surprise, surprise. If you go see my reels, I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just something about moving my body, right. Getting out from behind the computer is always good for me. Um, and then at night is, I mean, we're kind of forgetting about our spouses here, but at the end of the day, I think is really important to like join back with your spouse, Mm -hmm. um, and have time together with them. And sometimes we do like separate and have our own time for a little bit in the evening where we can like decompress, do whatever feels good for ourselves. But then we always have time together too, before we go to bed and then it's mom life and you wake up and you do it all over again. All over again. I know. I know one of my favorite, like, so my husband's really into puzzles, like massive, like two, 3000 piece puzzles and stuff. And, um, so he'll, he loves doing that in the evenings. And so I'll sometimes like just sit at the chair, like next to the table that he does all these and just read my book, you know? And like, that's sometimes our like together, slash alone time in the evening in each other's presence (laughs) when the house is quiet and every once in a while I'll I'll like get a thought in my head as I'm reading and I'll like ask him you know about something that happened that day or tell him a funny story and then like we're back into our silence you know and like it's just it works for us like that's fun for us and um I just think you know like you just have to figure out like what works for you and your significant other in the evenings after like you have a quiet house for like an hour or two so I love it yeah, so great. I do too. We try to do a little bit in the morning as well. Like sometimes we'll wake up before Vaughn. Sometimes we won't. I mean, mm-hmm. my husband is a morning person, so he always does. Um, and he has like his alone time in the morning, but for example, like this morning I woke up a little bit earlier. And so, yeah, we just have coffee together and we talk while we're getting ready. And then we go get the little dinosaur is what we call him and <laughs> get him up and get him going. And then yeah, start our yeah. day. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I just really appreciate like all your insight and you've been such a great resource for me in my business as, you know, an entrepreneur and a busy mom. Um, we are airing the week before you have your massive mid-year sale. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? And I will definitely link, like, I have a code in there um, that gets you an even bigger discount on the sale. But yeah, if you can just mention, like, who's the sale for? Like, what what is, like, what should people do with this amazing week? <laughs> yeah, so we only do two sales a year and we do them like every six months. So now is the time to get kind of your legal documents in place and ducks in a row in that respect. 
So we do 40% off our entire shop, which is the biggest discount that you'll ever see. Um, Helen is a wonderful affiliate of ours. And so she will definitely be sharing her affiliate code as well during the time. It only works during our sales. So you get an additional amount off your final um, purchase price, which is already 40% off. So super low prices, people stock up during our sales. Um, And so it's good now to kind of forward think like, where am I going to be at in the next six months and what would make the most sense for me to get right now? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's, it's a week long sale. So make sure you purchase during that time. And then we do close the doors. Um, We will open them again, Uh, Mm -hmm. but you can always purchase from our shop as well at any time during the year. But yeah, I just want to be super, super clear that it does only happen for um, a very short period of time. So make sure you don't sit on it and take advantage of it. Yeah. And also, so she has like a very specific virtual assistant contract, but then there's also contracts for like coaches and masterminds and like retreats and those types of things. Like if you're a coach and you're hosting group events, um, just so many things I've referred her to a bunch of my clients who host like events, you know, in person, especially to like, make sure you have a good contract in place. Um, we actually just, one of my clients hosted an event not too long ago. And I like went back into her library of like Google drive folders from you and like, you know, edited the things for the dates and all the things. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like a really cool resource. If you're like, this is coming up, whether you're just launching your business or if you're adding on to like pieces of your business or hosting things, um, yeah, just so obsessed with it. So thank you for that. We'll have the dates and the link in the description. So if you're listening to this after the sale, no, you can still go in there and get contracts. But um, you, yeah, if you get a chance to do it during the sale, it's like literally the best um, prices. It's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun discussion. I love talking about motherhood and work all in the same podcast. Mm -hmm. So this was super fun. And you guys, I um, hope to see you in on that sale next week. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I will chat with you guys next time.